author Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Thank you, as always, for joining us on the Paul Leslie Hour. I present a recording made at the 18th Annual John Gerard Foundation Concert. This is an interview with Jonathan Singleton. It was recorded September 28, 2019 in Gainesville, Georgia at the Bernal University Front Lawn. Now this is an authentic field recording. This was not recorded in some posh studio. Now those recordings are nice to have, but once in a while you want to get out and meet people and see life as it's happening. This interview was unique. We were seated under a little gazebo, and at one point, someone recognized him, and they thought that they wanted to go up and say hello to him. So that's left in the interview. You're getting a very real experience here. Was there some background noise? Well, of course. As I said, this was not a studio. This was outside. Let me know what you think. I think it's a good interview. And I think you're going to enjoy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a few moments. We're at the 18th annual John Gerard Songwriters Festival. I'm with an award-winning hit songwriter, a singer. His songs have been recorded by everyone from Billy Currington, Gary Allen, Josh Turner, Tim McGraw, Luke Combs, just to name a few. Jonathan Singleton. Nice. Thank, Thank you for you. having me, man. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely. I spent a lot of today listening going back studying your music listen you listen to everybody's songs today i well two of them i knew really well okay so, good good but good i enjoy it nice nice a big question but why do you write oh man i just always have uh, <laughs> that's a good question uh, i always have I, when i started playing my brother played in in uh kind of cover bands and stuff and we weren't good enough to to learn those Pearl Jam songs and, and Stone Temple Pilot songs, so we we wrote our own songs, uh, and then we just kind of continued to do that. And uh, it is my favorite process. Of I don't super love playing anymore, like uh, and never really. I enjoyed the band process, the band on stage, uh, but I never was like uh, vying for the attention of the audience. I, I just and when I figured out I could be the guy behind the guy behind the guy, uh, I was very very excited about that. Uh, and I love. I love the, the, the process of a, a new artist or an established artist coming in and going, I need this, and I kind of want it to be this way, and, and li- or listening to their music and figuring out the, the way I think it ought to go next. You know, I love that. I, I, if I wasn't making money doing it, I'd be doing it anyway. I, I truly believe that. Do you think that there are any misconceptions about what you do? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, over the past 10 years I've been in town, it's a little more uh, people know, as far as fans of an artist, know that they don't write all their songs. uh, But my first cut, I mean, people have told me a a lot of times, you know, that it was Gary Allen watching airplanes. they think he wrote that song. I mean, and, and we played them out as as a band. I had a record deal at one time. We played them out, and they thought we were playing cover songs, you know. Uh, but we weren't. We were doing. We had, you know, I had four or five songs that were on the radio. We played them out. And, uh, I think that, and I also think uh, I ran into a guy back home. And, 
uh, a few years back, and he said, hey, man, congratulations on all your success, man. I heard you wrote that song for so-and-so, and you're working on another one. Like I'd only written two songs in my, you know, it's like, we're working, and we work hard, you know, and the guys that work the hardest are the ones that a lot of times they get songs on the radio, you know. I feel like in Nashville, everybody's kind of the same talent level. I, I, I say that. They're not, but uh, I like to think that way, and the guy that works the hardest is the guy that, that gets uh, gets the rewards for it. Um, so I try to – I'm there late. I'm there early, and I stay late every day when all those other songwriters go home, and that's how I feel like I'm, I'm getting stuff done. Do you think that that's probably the biggest reason that some writers, well, and artists in general, they don't make it? Is, is it really about work ethic? I think it is. I mean, that's the way I do it, 100%. I mean, I, you know, I know my pops, you know, uh, preached at the Church of Christ, and then he sold welding supplies and he broke horses, and he had he didn't just have one job. He had three or four jobs, and I feel like we're the same way. You know, we're producers and song and songwriters and guitar players and, and therapists and, and, and managers and all that stuff, you know, even if we don't get paid for those things. Uh, yeah, I, I think that. I, that's the way I've... I've approached it and, and continue and will continue to until they kick me out of town, you know. But yeah, I think so. I mean, I see the young guys going home at three o'clock, you know. Just go, I got to go home and let my dogs out. He's go, well, I got two kids at home and they hadn't seen me in a week. You know what I mean? I, I don't really care about your dog. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I think that, yes. Yeah. Can you recall where you were the first time you heard a song that you wrote on the radio? 100%, yeah. All right. I lived in Jackson, Tennessee for probably two years driving back and forth to Nashville trying to get something going on. And we were moving out of our apartment, if you want to call it that, in, in Jackson, Tennessee. It was not the nicest place in the whole world. We are moving out and we were moving to Franklin uh, to another not-so-nice apartment. Uh, but it came on the radio as we were moving the last of our stuff out of the house uh, to move to to move to Nashville, basically. Yeah, but I remember clearly it was watching airplanes. Gary Allen was my first first cut, first hold, first everything. Uh, I was super blessed for that. One. Yeah, it went great. That has to be. You were just were you just floored? I mean, I was floored. I had no idea what was going to happen. I had no idea how it happened. You know what the process that it that it took to get it there. I had no idea how much money I was going to make or if I was going to make any at all. Uh, yeah, and hearing it on, on, on country radio, you know, it's still, there's something amazing about that. It, it doesn't matter if you're a huge country music fan or, or not, you know, it's, uh, there's something about hearing it. I heard two, I remember them all the time. I heard uh, Beer Never Broke My Heart in, a, uh, in Nashville in one of those pedal taverns this morning as we drove by. They were playing Beer Never Broke My Heart. We stopped at uh, uh, Cracker Barrel and they were playing a Maddie and Tay song of ours. So I, I remember them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, this is probably a tough question, but who has done the best rendition? of one of your songs. Oh man, whoever the the new guy who just did one. <laughs> I, I loved, I, I did love Josh Turner's version of, of uh, Why Don't We Just Dance. It was completely different than my version. It was the artist's interpretation of that song. It was nothing like the demo, nothing like, I mean, we obviously sing way different. Uh, he's baritone and they call me ma'am in the drive-thru at, at Wendy's. So. Uh, I, I loved that one. I thought it was great. I thought it was produced great, and I still love hearing that one. 
I want to talk about, I'm hoping you can tell us about Diamond Rings and Old Barstools. Sure, sure. Now that is a song. Thank you very much, man. Um, I wrote that with uh, Luke Laird and Barry Dean. On a day, I think Rascal Flats were cutting at the time, and we were trying to write a Rascal Flats song that day. And we circled around kind of a Rascal Flats version kind of thing that, that we thought they would they would love. And we beat on it and beat on it and beat on it. Maybe three or four o'clock. We do. We were messing around with this kind of funny super country song. Uh, you know, just kind of breaking the monotony of, 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 of the ride, take our minds off of it for a minute. And in the funny song, which our lyrics were all dirty and horrible, but Luke Laird said, uh, Diamond, he said the phrase, Diamond Rings No Bar Stools, and me and Barry just kind of stopped. We're like, oh, I said, wait a minute now, that's a, that's really kind of uh, great. And so we beat on that song for about 45 minutes, we wrote that song. And then we went back to the thing we thought would make us money. And when we got done with the song, we said, oh, man, I love this song. Nobody will ever, ever, ever cut that song. And uh, about a year later, Tim McGraw heard it and, and cut it. And uh, that's, that is one of my favorite favorite ones. I feel like it's uh, lyrically sound, and, 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 and uh, I love, love singing it and playing it. Great song. Thank you. Being that you're a songwriter, do you ever hear something that someone says and you think to yourself, man, that's a title? Like, there was a woman over here and she said, uh, I'm too old a woman to raise a man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like that. is that how you... That's, I mean, all, that's all we do, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know what everybody else said, but I'm never fully listening to the conversation. I'm always wondering if that was a song title every time somebody says something uh, and I've got those in my phone. I've got Evernote, and I keep up with everything, any version of that that anybody has said. Yeah. i got to tell you a real quick story. This is my son, Wayne. Hey, man. How are you? Hey, John. Nice to meet you. This is my buddy, Trey. Hey, Trey. Nice to meet you. We were to Nashville for the Bluebird months ago, and we were trying to figure out who was doing this show. So we already had you. Yeah. We had already heard Go Beard and Buy a Heart. Oh, yeah. Who Googled? Who wrote it? Oh, yeah. And he said, Jonathan Singleton. So I was talking to Wyatt. I said, you know Jonathan Singleton? Oh, yeah, I know him. I said, can we get him? So that's oh, yeah. how it started. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Google who wrote That's great. That's great. Thank you all. Yeah. Heck, yeah. That's awesome. I guess an event like this, it's interesting because you get to meet face-to-face -face the people who are the fans of the music. No doubt about it, yes. They, they know they'd appreciate songwriters and stuff like that. and. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And it's unbelievable also that, that, that people do that. Tim Pan South in Nashville is kind of the same thing. It's like a, a group of these weird people who love songwriters, you know. Uh, and that's great. Yeah, we super appreciate it and enjoy it. As I was mentioning at the beginning, you've had a number of cuts. Is there anyone that you think, I would love to have them do one of my songs that hasn't yet? Sure. Oh, all of them who haven't, yes. <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted a Keith Urban cut. I love Keith Urban stuff. I, I think that would be great. I had one one time, and it, it didn't make the record. Actually, twice. I've had two. He's cut two of my songs, and it, but they haven't made the record. Uh, a lot of the new guys, you know, uh, uh, I want to, I want to, and I, I know Eric Church, and we toured with him a whole lot. I've never had Eric cut. Devin Dawson, I love, absolutely love everything Devin does. Uh, oh, there's a ton. There's there's a ton of those, you know. Uh, 
I got it today. I got a Carly Pearson. No, it came out yesterday. Carly Pearson, Lee Bryce duet. I was pretty pumped to have oh, a wow. Lee Bryce, Lee Bryce thing. Wow. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, big fan of big fan of his. But I'm a fan of a lot of those. Most of them that are in town. I mean, I. That's what I'm I'm doing on a daily basis. We're waiting on them to to like one of my songs, you know. Yeah. What is the best thing about being Jonathan Singleton? Man, my my two gorgeous uh, kids and my beautiful wife, and uh, super lucky to, to to do something that uh, that a lot of people don't get to do, and I, I don't think uh, even know happens really I, I didn't know I didn't know people wrote songs for a living and when I found out I, I, I ran towards it like you know as fast as I could um, and that's it that's enough for me man I, I, I'm good you know I always like to end my interviews I just let the guest take the stage and this isn't limited to music for anyone who's tuned in what would you say to that person Oh man, I mean, I'm assuming that if they're listening to it, they, they, what is your what is your thing? It's, it's podcast. Or yeah, it is podcast. Okay, is it music based? Well, mostly music, but yeah. I'm all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I, I, probably just because we just touched on it. You know, I think uh, those things that are that feel unreachable. You know, I, I I feel like even when I heard about songwriting, I was probably 26 or 27 when I even heard people did that for. A living, and I, I thought, well, that's probably insanely unattainable, you know. <laughs> uh, and I had no idea how to go about it or, or, or figure it out, and, and 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 just if you just dare to be dumb, you know, uh, which I do on a daily basis, you know, and, and, and uh, uh, reckless optimism, I feel like gets you a long way, especially in the music business, you know. Uh, those guys like. Uh, that phrase got made up for me for from Drake White. He's recklessly optimistic, you know. He's just always up and, and and also dare to be dumb, you know. His his stage show and all that stuff is is insane. Those are the guys to me that feel like uh, stand the test of time. Uh, and just to head towards that, whatever that thing is, uh, without uh, with reckless abandon, you know. Uh, that's what I've done, and, and it's paid off, and, and I, I'm, I'm good. I, I don't have to have any more songs on the radio, but I love getting songs on the radio. I've always said if there's top 40, then I want 40 songs on the, in the top 40. That's that's what I want. Uh, but, you know, I just found something I like to do. I also don't believe the, the thing that people say, if you found something you love, you'll never work a day in your life, because I work every day. I, I work hard. and, and, and uh, uh, but there's something to that. I mean, there's something of that nature. Uh, we, we've done a lot of stuff at schools and, and small town. I grew up in a tiny small town. And I remember so well going around the room and just goes, what are you going to do when you grow up? And I, I, I always thought I wanted to do something in music, but I would never dare say that because I would get made fun of. Or you say, oh, you're never going to do that. You know, you say football player, you say baseball player like that stuff seems attainable but for some reason music didn't uh, and it might have been where we were geographically I, I don't know but we, I, I try to tell all those kids that, that that if you find something like that you just you run towards it you know if that makes sense yeah well Jonathan Singleton continued success thank you very much I really appreciate you taking a few minutes absolutely man thank, thank you. you thank you yeah all right let me Got it. Unhook you. Thanks, bud. That's great, man. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Ba ba doodly beep ba.
Parira, the pampiri bura petit canaz de papi la canaza de le bande gugle, tigue diga mangue, petit yelia hunga, a yanga saga back in a gabu, e daga mangu, a gatcha, a garda inga ronke tanga langa po, a kick a kango, oh, goodbye.